Mm -hmm. We were out on a hike and it was like, I think I wouldn't mind if you slept with somebody else. And I was like, I don't think I would mind if you slept with someone else. And then three months later, we were sleeping with other people. (laughs) Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their funny, sexy, and fascinating stories as they take us on their journey. We always strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy and positive approach to non-monogamy. However, everyone approaches it a little differently. And at its core, our show is about hearing, highlighting, and learning from the different experiences and approaches people have. With that in mind, it is important to remember that the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect those of our own. So sit back, relax, and just accept the fact that your time with us will be spent in an awkward turmoil of laughter and arousal. We should also let you know that this podcast will hopefully include some explicit language. If that kind of thing offends you, we suggest you keep listening until it no longer does. If you're under 18, you either need to stop listening or go get your parents and you can listen as a family. The choice is yours. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 15. At the end of last week's episode, we noted that we were going to be publishing an interview we did with fellow podcasters swinging along this week, and we were contacted by them and asked not to publish that episode right now. Yeah, so instead we have a really cool interview we did with a poly couple who reached out to us via our website, hint, hint, and <laughs> they uh, wanted to come on the show and talk about how their their journey through swinging led them into poly, and now they kind of do a little bit of a blend of the two. So it's a really fun interview. They're really, really fun people. We had a great time talking. One quick programming note. Uh, please, if you haven't yet, uh, empty your bladder before the show because <laughs> they have a fish tank running in the background and we didn't know that the microphone was picking it up. So there are little bits and pieces throughout the episode where uh, it sounds like maybe you're standing next to a babbling brook. Um, <laughs> it's not too bad, but you can definitely notice it. Yep. So it's very, you know, it's soothing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And on that note, uh, just to look forward into next week, we've got an interview with uh, the fellow podcasters, Adam and Eve, from Spiritual Swingers. Yes. So that'll be coming up in a week. Uh, in the meantime, I think Emma wants to shamelessly plug something. You can get a free trial from Cassidy if you go to our website and sign up through the link. We have a 30-day free trial, or if you leave us an a iTunes review or a review on any platform, we can extend it to 90 days. That's yep. my shameless plug. And, and oh, go ahead. Ooh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we've gotten a lot of really cool reviews from people in the past and some that didn't even want the free trial. So thanks to everybody who's been doing that. We yes. really appreciate it. It helps out. It boosts our confidence. We we sleep better at night. <laughs> well, it's just helpful to know that we're doing a good job and people are enjoying our podcast. Yep. And if you ever have any constructive feedback, Please just uh, send that to Emma. She'll take care of it. And <laughs> send it to our email. <laughs> okay, send it to our email. And then without further ado... Well, you can find us on our website at normalizingnonmonogamy.com. You can also find us on Twitter under the screen name NNM Podcast or under the same screen name on Cassidy. And now, interview time. So first first thing I wanted to say was thank you for reaching out and saying that you know, that you, you tried swinging and that it didn't really work for you. And so we really wanted to hear about how that went and, and that journey for you guys. But 
before we do that, do you mind telling us a little bit about who you guys are, roughly, you know, your ages and maybe just something interesting about each of you? Sure. Um, I'm Sarah. I am a 32 uh, stay-at-home mom. Uh, we love, both of us really love hiking, um, something we do often together. We actually just hiked uh, several of the parks in Utah for our anniversary this year. Oh, exciting. Oh, cool. Which ones, just out of curiosity? Uh, so this year we did Capitol Reef, Arches, and Canyonland. Okay. Um, awesome. And then last year we did Zion and Bryce. Beautiful. Yep. Beautiful places. We, we love all of them. <laughs> I just, out there, it's amazing. I love it out there. So different than like pine trees. Yes. All right. I'm Bucky. I'm 36. You're 36. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> 36. I am. We have two kids. Yeah, we do have two kids. Yeah. Two kids at home, and I work in construction like 60 hours a week. Oh. And <laughs> besides hiking, I uh, I'm an ultra runner. Awesome. Yeah, cool. 50 mile race this weekend. Oh, that's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No big deal. No yeah. big deal. Just, you know, 10 hours worth of running, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, we do that every weekend. Yeah. Well, I, I did 50 before we jumped on the podcast here. I'll probably do another 50 after. You look but... great. Yeah. Yeah. That's super impressive, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. I, the longest race we've ever done is a half marathon, and that was good enough. <laughs> yeah, that's sure. where I stop. I'm like, I'm good there. Like, yeah. <laughs> Probably the craziest part is I did just do a marathon on Sunday. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wait, so you did a marathon. So, okay, we're, we're recording on a Thursday night. So you did a marathon four days ago, and then you have a 50-miler in, like, two days. Yeah. You're it's crazy. A, it was a warm-up. <laughs> yeah. It was a warm-up marathon. It was marathon. a training run. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, yeah. I don't know where to go from there because I'm just a little impressed, so... <laughs> So I guess, but so one of the things when you reached out via email, you talked a little bit about, you referred back to a, one of our early episodes with Jake and Elizabeth and where we had talked about not really being good at defining that line between swingers and poly and open marriage and all that. And you kind of said you've kind of zigzagged in and out of all of them and had some insight. And so maybe if, if you could tell us a little bit about your guys' dynamic and what you guys have found works for you. Sure. So we, I don't know where to start. So originally we decided that we wanted to try swinging while hiking one day, actually. Like it's something that we had kind of like talked about. Like he's always been incredibly open, like from the time we met that he like was by curious. And I've always kind of just been like, if that's like, I definitely don't have a penis. So if you need to like experiment, like I'm very okay with that. You know, I, myself, I'm, I'm bisexual. So like I get wanting to, you know, see what that's about. So, um, it took us years. We've been to, well, we've been together 14, but that was at uh, the 10 year mark yeah. to married 10 years. We were out on a hike and it was like, I think I wouldn't mind if you slept with somebody else. And I was like, I don't think I would mind if you slept with someone else. And then three months later we were sleeping with other people. <laughs> Was, was it um, based off of that idea that you both wanted to explore your sexuality? And was, I mean, going into it, was there like, it's okay if it's other men or other women, but not, or was it's okay if it's same sex or not yeah, same never, sex? We never set uh, like a boundary on what sex you could, you know, participate with. We just didn't care. No. <laughs> you well, know, so yeah. whatever floated your boat. 
you know, go for it. Yeah, you know, as long as it's not too obscure. Too obscure? What is that? <laughs> like, like an animal or something? Well, yes, bestiality is definitely <laughs> off the table. Good, yeah. to know. Good to know. I don't know, it gets lonely on those long trail runs, but... <laughs> so, sorry. Anyway. Yeah, back to... Anyway, moving on. So, after that, you guys, you said you jumped right into it in three months, but during... The, that three-month period where it was first brought up and before you actually started, what was that journey like? Did you guys talk about it a lot more? I'm assuming you, you, you did a bunch of research because I think you mentioned yeah. that. So that was me. I went online and, like, anything I could consume, whether it was podcast form or, like, an obscure video on YouTube or articles, not so much books. Uh, I, I, I haven't found too many books books that I'm like totally in love with on the topic but I am you know I looked and I've I tried and I, I tried out different sites to see being in, in Maine very rural not a huge population to start with and then to even be part of the minority of having an open marriage so I had to do a lot of research to figure out which site for like the swingers or like the dating kind of thing was going to work for us and getting that all going and working on the profile and making sure like it really did express ourselves. Like I was very conscientious of like, I want to represent ourselves really well. So, um, right. yeah. So I just kind of, I, I let it consume me. And then he was just like, yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And, and so the, the first step was exploring the swinging side of things. Yeah. Yeah, I think that... Our first experience was together. Yeah, know. we did. We wanted to make sure our first experience was together as a couple. Just in case, we were, in case like, one of us freaked out or we didn't like it or whatever. Um, we were in it together. So yeah. You, 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 yeah. Equal blame. Right. <laughs> you know, if this goes wrong, like... <laughs> We're together. We can blame each other. Right. Yeah. And it's mutual blame. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So we and ended if up... it didn't work, you don't have to do it again, too. Right. Yeah. Very much so. And and so, um, yeah. So it took us a bit of time to find somebody that we both. He did a lot of the talking. Like he talks to people a lot more easily than I do. I'm much more like introverted and just like yeah you're a big chat box right now i know yeah anyways <laughs> she's, yeah, on no, a topic, she's out talking about a topic she's really passionate about you right. can tell that right <laughs> yeah i set up a bunch you know profiles and did all that and kind of played what i called the game <laughs> um which is just there's so many people that flake on you or don't show up or you think you have a good connection with and then they're poof gone it's you know, and it was bad. And like the probably the worst day ever in our swinging experience was I had five dates set up, and, and none of them showed up. Not <laughs> one. So you set up five Not consecutive one. on one day. Yeah, and and I was like, I'm just playing the numbers, and she's like, you're insane. <laughs> and like, so we had like a hiking thing in the morning, and a lunch, and another. And then yeah. we like met another one, and none of them showed up. They all canceled. I think it was four actually. And then we wound up with finally with a couple we had actually talked with initially. Yeah. Um, you know, in a hotel that they were like, we were hoping that that didn't work out for you. <laughs> wow. Like, it, like just worked out. So yeah, we did end up with a couple that night, just not the people we intended with. True story. Yeah, so that, was, that was interesting. So it's stressful. So stressful. <laughs> So I think that part of the poly or the um, swinging. swinging, you know, really bothered Sarah. 
you know, in that it was very stressful and there's a lot of uh, playing, you know, this kind of crazy game of you get close to people online and then they just kind of disappear and completely go. Right. Um, it happens. Well, and again, like we're in an area where the pool just isn't very large already in such a small, like every talk, like I've heard people talk about like clubs and stuff. And I'm like, there is a club that's open once a month and they right. don't announce the date until like a few days before. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. kind of hard to plan around. Yeah. With kids, it's impossible. And it's like, I don't, like, I don't even know, like, how do we make that work? So we stuck more to, like, trying to do the one-on-one. Our first experience was a single male. We had a lot of luck with single males. Um, Well, no, we only did the one. I think most of them just wanted you. And then I was just kind (laughs) of, you know, I think that me being bisexual drives a lot of people away. So so you you put that out there. Yeah, just because I'm bi doesn't mean that I have to do anything, like, with the guy, you know. Right, it's right, just right. an option on the table, but apparently, you know, they just assume that they're God's just, You're just going to assault them and go, you know, start. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. just like, no, I do have yeah. resistance, you know. <laughs> right. Like, good. Consent is important. <laughs> Very important. Like, so uh, when you guys first made the profile, you put that you were um, bi-curious Bucky right away and, and was out and open about it? Yeah, I was pretty sure. I, yeah, it wasn't even bi-curious. I knew <laughs> I was bi. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the bi-curious part was just a bunch of, you know. Well, you hadn't I hadn't actually physically, done anything yeah. physically. You know, I was pretty stuck to myself, <laughs> you know, but... Uh, we figured that as long as we were going to do this, we wanted to be as open and honest. That way we attracted the right kind of people for us. Right. right. Yeah. No, I think that's really important to do up front. Like just put everything out there and the right people you'll eventually find. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Sorry. So it, it sounds like you didn't have a ton of luck on the front of finding other guys initially that were interested in playing on the swinging side of things with both of you guys. Not with the, yeah, not with the swinging side, not no. as the couple. <laughs> not like, as a couple, yeah. It, it wasn't long when instead of like playing together, we separated. Sarah would go off and do her thing and then I would go off and, you know, do my thing. And I was much more successful in my sexual explorations, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in that, you know. Yeah, um, so, so your swinging started together and then slowly like within a couple months we were like yeah we're good you know like we were only yeah. we were only together probably with three different scenarios yeah. i think it was only three really where we swung together and then we we're like oh we can just kind of well, it, separate yeah and it didn't it felt very natural for us to be like okay you're into this then you go do that and right. like oh i'm into this i want to go explore that we really gave each other the freedom to explore and express ourselves how we felt we needed to. Right. Did you guys find, as you were going through this exploration, that you started to discover things that you weren't necessarily into the same things? Like, oh, I discovered I like this, oh, I like this. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You're very vanilla. I'm very vanilla. Sarah gets more into things that, you know, just aren't of my interest. BDSM stuff. BDSM stuff. Okay. That I, I can try for her, but she just doesn't take me serious. Well, that's the other thing is every couple has a sexual chemistry. So, like, yeah. just because I like a specific thing doesn't mean it's going to work with every partner. 
For sure. Of course. For sure. Yeah. No, I am of the belief that you don't know if you like it until you try it. Right. So I have very few hard no's because it's like, well, maybe I will like activity X. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. So you just find somebody that you're you trust and feel comfortable and then you explore the crazier sex stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> I think that's a great way to approach it, right? Because it sounds like if you guys weren't willing to open up and open up your relationship, you probably wouldn't ever have gotten to explore some of those things that I'm sure you found that you really enjoyed. Because not not because Bucky's not on board with it, it's just not maybe his jam. Yeah, no, it, it's, it, it wouldn't have worked because, you know, I didn't know that she was into some of the stuff, even though we had tried, you know. Well, we like, tried some of it. Some of it, spanking or tying her down. But it's <laughs> or, also like the... When, when you're going into that kind of stuff, the other partner has to be equally as into it. Right. And it's because I'm not, it's not a turn on for me. Right. Like I can tell it's not a turn on for him. So it's like, I'm not feeling it as much. Yeah. Just like, right. you know, Sarah seeing me with another guy does nothing yeah. for her. You know, it doesn't bother her, but it's not like, you know, she's not into voyeurism or whatever that's called. Yeah. Yeah. So what did the, what did that transition? I mean, one of the things you, when you reached out, you talked about the, the, the transition from swinger to poly, and it sounds like it was swinging together, swinging separate, and then did it sort of just naturally morph into like a poly type thing? Or yeah, it was that was a more of a <laughs> okay. This is the direction we're going in. So uh, what moment. happened was there yeah, was defend yourself. Go ahead. <laughs> there was there's a story. There is a couple that we were in. We were introduced to by one of the first couples that we had been with, and they were like you guys are the same kind of geeky. Like, you'll get along really well. Which we did. Which we did. The uh, husband and I both enjoy comics and, and gaming and things like that. Um, and, like, doing the conventions and the cosplaying, all of that stuff. So we were able to bond on that. And what happened was this couple's schedule was kind of crazy. The the wife's working hours and, like, our hours with the kids. Like, it, it was a very hard time meeting up. So... We decided that I would just meet him one night and we would just get coffee and see if we vibed. And then if we got along, we would try to get all four of us together. Because our rule was I always wanted to meet the people before I actually did anything physical. Yeah. Like I wanted to meet them and, and not necessarily take my clothes off. Well, yeah. Sarah is more, she needs the emotional connection. I, I do need some kind of connection. Yeah, yeah. That's something we knew going in. Like yeah. she needed to at least have a comfort level and a friend kind of, at least be kind of friends. With yeah. That's why. She's not a one was, night stand kind of girl. Yeah. Right. So, it, and, and a lot of people up here, that's the perception of swinging. Which I understand it's not that way for everybody. Like, I don't want to insult people, but up here, that's very much the, like, we you know. We Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it, they just want the sex, and then when that's over, okay. You that's know, fine. and it's like, that's not an awesome feeling for, you know. Some people are totally cool with that experience. Sure. I'm just not. So, um, so anyway, so this, the, the guy and I hung out, and we, we hit it off really, really well. Yeah. And then we hung out again, and then we hung out a third time. And then the fourth time we had sex and then we met up again for more sex after that. And then we got about three weeks into our relationship with the couple. So at this point, at this point, the Bucky and his wife had not met. Like the four of you guys had not met. I so know a lot. Four of us had never been in the same room no, at that point. No, I, I had gone up in. Um, well, you had been with her independently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had gone okay. up in 
you know, met with them, you know, separately because they were night owls. Well, yeah. She worked a night shift and he met Kept her hours. Kept. Yeah. So, and we were obviously days. So we, and with the kids, so we just met yeah. individually and we liked them. And, you know, I had sex with, with her. With yeah. her. And then we, all four of us had never actually gotten together, even though we all individually got along. Right. And then it kind of transitioned to, we had like a group text going on with all right. four of us. And then they asked if they could text separately. Right. You, yeah, we you, Sarah and the guy. Yeah, yeah, Sarah and the guy had asked if they could text separately. And I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. But sure. And, you know, that was my first, like, real struggle, like, with jealousy or what's going on. Because texting separately, like, they would be, like, having their inside jokes or laughing. Why having a group text? Also, in texting individually, it was really, really weird. And I'm, like, sitting beside her. I'm like, what the fuck are you laughing at? Like, we're talking to people. This is not funny. Oh, it's something different. Yeah. So how did that... I just had a curiosity. How did you guys resolve that? Was it just, like, we need to shut that down? Or was there a transition out of it? Ultimately, what ended up happening is, you know, because this is the guy she's with now besides me and i ended up actually just kind of backing out uh and not really participating in the group text because i didn't care (laughs) okay if they want to have their like own individual conversation like going on or whatever that's cool and if we're not clicking as a four-way that's also cool it didn't bother me i can go out and do my own thing but it wasn't going to work for me to continue to try to have a four-way relationship Plus have this weird texting thing like off to the side. So I don't know if we ever fully resolved it. Well, it wasn't very long after that. He, the other gentleman, came Google texted me. So our family lives two hours away from us. And there was a function that I had to be at with my family. So I had the girls at my parents' house two hours away when everything kind of went down. And he texted me and said, I don't want to be with anybody else. Like, I just want it to be you and I. And Sarah's in agreement with that. And I was, because it was like, I, I really have very limited free time. I have a very good time with you. Now, does this, this not not excluding his wife, correct? Just Right. No, 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 okay. no, no. He just wanted it to be like, as far as extramarital goes, like just me instead of sure. his. And Sarah, Sarah yeah. wanted that as well, but she didn't, I didn't realize that they had kind of progressed to that level. I guess. She had not communicated that to me that was the very very big mistake on my part and, and so then full, i fully fully admit that that was my mistake but it all went down in like a two-day period it, like where yeah. they kind of crossed that line and i was also away from work so <laughs> then like i come up and it's something she wanted to talk to me about in person and not have only the right. phone or text so then right. i come up and i meet her at her parents house and i'm intuitive and i'm like something's going on with her and at the time one of our rules was an open phone policy so i asked to see her phone and like i read through and she was having an anxiety attack. oh yeah it was and... not fun i <laughs> i recommend if you ever experience this anybody like just be honest just have the awkward conversation like if it if, yeah, even like where. Yeah. wherever you are just do it because, like, I hadn't crossed a line and we hadn't said that we loved each other or anything like that. It was just we only wanted, like, a friends with benefits, like, exclusive. Yeah. Like, that's what kind of what was in it. But at the same time, I could also feel that, like, romantic feelings were there for me. And it's like when you don't, when we're in a society in which, like, monogamy is the only choice. 
right? That we're given. And they're like, this is your only thing you can have in life. Like, this is the ideal. And like, if you love somebody else, then obviously you don't care about the person you're with at all. Right. Like, so it's such a conflicting thing in your head too. Cause you're like, Oh my God, I'm a horrible person. But I'm like, my feelings for Buck never changed. Mm-hmm. I never loved him less. I, he didn't mean any less to me. I just was like yeah. also having, like I was opening myself up to this other person and allowing, allowing those feelings in. Right. Um, and when, so when you guys went, when, when you broached this topic on, on your behalf, Bucky, was there like concern that she was moving away from you to him or were you just sort of like, I wasn't sure what was going on. Like, I didn't feel like she was distant with me. I didn't feel like that uh, part. I, I think I, you know, didn't feel that distance because, you know, we had kind of gotten over that, what's the new relationship energy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were really kind of obsessed with new people. That was kind of over with before this kind of cross. So, um, and we had kind of been doing that together with this couple. So when she, you know, went this line and I read her um, text and figured it out, you know, I just had to kind of step back and say, okay, it's fine. I'm not going to like storm out of here. And I just had to go back and kind of do my own research. And that's kind of when I went online and started reading up on polyamory and, you know, figuring that all out and kind of getting my mind around it. And it took me a couple of weeks, I would say, yeah. you know, maybe a month. And now I pretty much kind of worked my way through it and got my thoughts together on it. And Well, and it was something that like was ongoing. Like we would, as soon as the girls were in bed, it was like, okay, let's talk about it more. Right. And I was like, what do you want to know? Like I'm an open book. I, I, I took full, I took the full brunt of like like admitting like I had done wrong and like I'm like I don't want to repeat that that was not fun he deserved better like you should have been you should have talked to him in more detail before you had gotten to that point with that other guy yeah like I should have been like hey I'm kind of feeling this hey he just texted that like he'd like to you know just see me like I should have been more upfront but I also it was also new to me that it's like how do I verbalize yeah. Yes. That's like freaking me out. And I will just defend her. I'm not, I wasn't actually really surprised that we went in this direction <laughs> because, you know, knowing her and the emotional connection she needs, like that's a part of her I knew already. So yeah. it wasn't like a big shocker for me. Like, no, we actually, we were together six months before he and I even slept together. I, 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 um. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> Maybe a little bit you. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, so it, it's, you know... It's I just, didn't let my slutty side out. Until <laughs> <later>. <laughs> <laughs> How things evolved for us. And it doesn't sound like you really broke any rules or crossed anybody. It was just like it progressed sort of faster yeah. or different than you would expect it, and you yeah. weren't sure yeah. how to verbalize it. I don't think there was a rule violation. I mean, we did have some of our rules, and then, you know, when we think about it now, like we were talking about it before the interview, is that, you know, all the rules we had for swinging, like we're really all jealousy-based. Yeah. Like like what? Just out of curiosity. Like open phone, you know, having okay. an open phone policy, you know, like I'm with her. I completely trust her. I, I don't care what's on her phone, you know. Right. So like it, I only used it the one a couple of years later when I look back. I'm like, uh, you know, we don't really need that was kind of a silly rule to begin with. Do you miss one of our rules, though? We did have one rule that was amazing because so often we would have to play separately because of like kids. So mm-hmm. the rule was whoever played would have to bring junk food home. Oh, yeah. We talked about and we would, like, have the junk food spread out on our bed. And we're like, okay, tell me all the details. What went down? And we would, like, be stuffing our faces, talking about, like, 
so what did you do for sex tonight? Like, what happened? <laughs> that was a fantastic rule. That was a fantastic rule. I did enjoy that. Yeah. And I think that's a really, a really cool, like, way to reconnect and bond after. I mean, people wouldn't look at this and think, okay, well, here's a really cool strategy. We've got kids. So one of us is going to stay home and watch the kids. The other one's going to go have fun. And then we're going to sit around on the bed afterwards and eat Halloween candy and Funyuns. <laughs> like, that's not something you would expect. Yeah, anyone, yeah, yeah. We have a five and a seven-year-old. Anyone that has those age groups, they're not having sex in their house, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah, unless they're lucky. Depends <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the night. Yeah. So. Yeah, our yeah. kids like never sleep, and they're always up. So it's just it was a good avenue for us. Right. Still, you know, be able to have sex and and, and kind of enjoy the experience. Still have sex. Like that's the thing that happens. Well, yes, I. <laughs> I understand, but. <laughs> But it's yeah. more, it's, it's limited. It's trickier with kids. Yeah. Yeah. I would say there's more obstacles for sure. So yeah. We don't have the same amount of sex that we had before kids. No, that's a very true story. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> now, do you have more sex together now that you started swinging than you did before you started swinging? I would say it fluctuates. Yeah. It really depends. We, yeah. we, we really go with if it works for us. Yeah. And we try not to put too much pressure on it. Cause I think especially like being parents of younger kids, you're like, Oh my God, we should be having sex. Even though you're just like laying in bed beside each other, but you're like, I'm so tired. Oh my gosh. Like all I've done is run around all day. Like, I kind of don't want to move. <laughs> right. So we moved away from like having that like, all right, fine. Like obligatory sex. Yeah, yeah obligatory like, sex. Yeah. We do it when it, we're like, we're both feeling it. You know, so it works out. I mean, it does. it's still like usually like once or twice a week. So, I mean, that's still pretty good. <laughs> For young kids. That's For young good. kids, we think. But, yeah. You know. Yeah, and I think... I don't know. That's one thing that I see a lot on people's profiles. And it's uh, this is maybe my pet peeve is you see a lot of people who are like, oh, we have the best sex life in the world. We're just doing this to add some spice. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? We do it when we can do it. And we're we're all humans. And, exactly. you know, it's not, you know, some days or like some weeks. Yeah, it's three or four times a week. And then some weeks it's none, you yeah. know, and I think right. for people to. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's just me being on my soapbox. Well, well but I think what you said, though, is like, I think people, they, they can say they have a good sex life and they're just doing it to add some fun. That's different from them just bragging on, like, we have sex 20 times a week. Yeah. I think yeah. that's more what your pet peeve is. And there's those people, too. Right. And, and good for them. But, I mean, I, I don't have anything. I'm not mad at them. I just. No, but in your mind, you're like, how is that realistic? I think that. It's not even that. It's just the, like. <laughs> This is only something you can do. Yeah, now we're having our own argument. I think it's I think it's the the fact that people look at this and say you should only be doing this if you have a great sex life together, and I don't necessarily think that's true. Yes, that's Actually, exactly. I completely agree with you, and you know, Sarah and I are both uh, very much believers that sexuality and what you're in the mood for is very fluid. And right. yeah. it's not always the the same. So right. the concept that I always have to only want to have sex with my beautiful wife for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm married to her. Doesn't and work. you have to want to do it four times a week, or <laughs> right, right. So or you're not we, actually attracted to her, right? So yeah. it's like so it's very fluid. So sometimes we may not want to have sex with each other, and that's okay. Like, that's not a reflection of the rest of our relationship or how we work as a couple. It's not, um, yeah. 
that does not define us. So we um, we work very well as a couple. We're great parents. You know, we have a nice household. Even if we never had sex again, I would still want to live and be with, you know, Sarah. I feel like that's a little extreme. Like, but it's not stop having sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that if it went down that road, like it doesn't mean I would want to not be with you. Yeah. So, um, and I think that's one of the parts that like in all of this, you know, the yeah. swinging or the poly and everything that I feel like we're actually closer. We are. We actually are closer as a couple. Yeah. Closer. Yeah. Or like, I feel like I love her more because she's really not controlling me. Right. She's letting right. me be me in whatever that is. Right. As long as, you know, sharing and communicating and, you know, being safe. Like exactly, now, yeah. now we literally have like two rules like, and that's like safe sex and, oh, communicate. Yeah, you know, communicating. Just, just be honest. Yeah. Like whatever it is, just, and right. that's really what we're down to. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when, when Sarah sort of decided she was going to have a, a primary secondary partner, that's not a good way to say <laughs> But, uh. An exclusive second. secondary because we're we're hierarchy in it because yeah. so, well that's know. the format of polyamory that works yeah the, yeah the hierarchy sure. of hierarchy yep yeah uh, the for the poly is is what we do because you know we consider her her partner my other partner the secondaries okay and and we're the primary, primary because you know she's a stay at home mom on the household income we have two kids like we have yeah our house our life has to come first yeah and anyone else we're with has to understand that and i think you kind of just answered the question i was really spending a lot of time trying to ask which is <laughs> what did, did you ultimately bucky find another partner or do you like, continue on the swinging sign yeah no i was it was like a month, it was a month later it was, it was like a, a month, month later, later. yeah you know, I, uh, you know, ended up what was to be a one-night stand with a a, a guy um, <laughs> that turned out to be, you know, now I'm in a committed relationship with him. He's not so much Polly, but he, you know, he really yeah. tries. And I, I still have played around outside with other people outside of, like, him and I. So I haven't really shut down that side because I kind of felt like I caged my sexuality for 34 years. I finally let it out, and a year later, I go back into a cage, you know, kind of. So I wasn't really done exploring. Yeah, that's something him and I work on separately. (laughs) Yeah, sure. So so on your side, it's a little more... I don't want to say still like a swinger necessarily, but less restricted in like you'll find other partners for more casual. Yeah, yeah, I'll, encounters. I'll do more casual like encounters and not necessarily need to have the ultimate connection. Yeah. But I'm still in the committed relationship, you know, with the you know other person, the other person. And on Sarah's side, you've pretty much you've got Bucky and you've got the other guy, and you're set to go. And yeah, well. Um... Yeah, he and I are together. I will sometimes be with he and his wife. Um, uh-huh. But that, I'm not part of, like, a triad. Like, she actually was seeing other people and has decided to stop, so she's basically monogamous now. But doesn't, but there's no issues. Uh, I mean, I don't want to pry. I won't say there's no issues, but we are usually able to figure it out. Because for, it, it took a, a longer time for her to adjust than, than Bucky. Um, okay. So, but, you know. <laughs> it's super interesting. <laughs> Well, so I, I just, I had texted her in the beginning was like, hey, what's this about? Like, what do you think? 
And they were like, oh, it's perfectly fine. I'm okay. And then she was totally not okay. <laughs> like, and she had to work on that on, you know, well, her own. Yes, but she so. and I are friends and, and you know, it's all, it's all good. I mean, we've been together almost two years now. So it's, it's definitely, you know, everything's, you know, working. And you have that hurdle. If you have a partner who is monogamous still that's involved in any of the web of relationships we have but is because they have such a different mindset, you know, and it's like, no, I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to be with him exclusively. Like I'm okay with sharing him. I just want to be part of his life. That's it. You know? And if there's a specific action that I do that bothers you, or if there is something that you want just for the two of you, you just have to let me know. I'm totally willing to work around whatever, you know, cause I have to understand that like, it's just different mentalities. So we try to, we try to work it out and you know, we do, we do, we do check in. Um, I do check-ins with my boyfriend um, every couple of months just to make sure we're still like, we're still good. Your wife is okay with things still like you're still happy. You know, because I think, because I, I believe that everything is so fluid, like, I don't know, maybe he wants to go exploring. Yeah, I don't right. want to necessarily think that he and I are forever, you know? Right. Well, I think it's important to have that ongoing conversation with um, oh, with, sure. with partners. I mean, in any sort, you, mm -hmm. it's always yeah. good to revisit the dynamics of your relationship. Yeah, my my boyfriend and I revisit it quite <laughs> Well, he, the difference is, though, that he is monogamous. Yeah, he's he, so and, that's a totally different dynamic when you have. And he's while well, he's trying not to be. He's interested in this, but his upbringing and and he's older than me, and so, um, you know, he has like oh, and he's gay, and you know, has had all this like every time he's been in another relationship, anytime you've slept with someone else means it's you know, over, over. yeah, and all and your relationships have all been defined by sex. Right. You know, the sex is not good. The relationships. So it's, you know, he's working through that. And that's part of his commitment to us to to work on that. So um, and, and he knows what he's getting himself into. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, we both both of us were very upfront about like. Although oddly, he's never had a problem with Sarah. I have a vagina. It's not the same. Like if you're a gay man, like a vagina is no threat. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> Which, and, and that's my struggle. I've never understood that about like, like he's you know dating a poly person. Like I have a wife and kids. Like why, why do you care if I sleep with anyone else? Like I just I, I don't actually understand that. I already am sleeping with someone else. <laughs> no, it's a fascinating. Uh, yeah, no, it's a fascinating right? dynamic that I don't even know if we could begin to understand. I mean, <laughs> so some days I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So are, are you, you had mentioned earlier that you had made a couple of hiccups and a couple of mistakes along the way. Are there any other things that you think, you know, looking back on it, that you would do differently as you guys sort of navigated to where you are now? Um, well, I would speak up more quickly, which now I've, I've learned my lesson. I Also to trust my gut, yeah. Yeah, trust your instinct. Because we've had a couple experiences where she was uncomfortable during sex. And, and I didn't say anything. And she didn't say anything. And I yeah. didn't even pick up on it. And I've been with her, you know, forever. And like, you know. Well, so here's the thing that really kind of got in my head in the beginning. Is I did all this research. And I'm reading all of these blogs. And I'm listening to podcasts, like so many different podcasts. And Oh, the running theme between the women is that they just felt so empowered and like they're taking their sexuality in their hands and they're being independent and like they're asking for what they want. And, and I'm like, okay, 
why don't I feel that? Like I didn't feel empowered doing like when, that. When you, when you first started opening your relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When we were doing the swinging stuff, like I just, I, I didn't feel empowered. I'm like, okay. And then, so I thought maybe if I just power through, maybe if I just, you know, maybe if I just try a different guy or whatever, try something different, maybe I will get that feeling that these women are talking about. Cause I just wasn't feeling it, but uh, it got to a point that I was just kind of like, this just, I don't think this is for me. You know, I'm not feeling it. And, and, when we had met the other couple, we were actually at a point where I had vocalized this to him. And I said, maybe I just find like a friends with benefits and just do somebody regularly, like only be, you know, right. do maybe a couple random couples with you now and again, but really just have this sex buddy, you know? Yeah. Um, and that on the inside, that thought like settled me. And I just wish that I had embrace what I was feeling on the inside before. Cause I, I mean, there were a couple of guys I was with that. I kind of was like, probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. It wasn't, I, you know, I didn't feel great about myself after, right. It's not their fault at all. Like I consented and I went and I, you right. know, yeah. I think that's part of the whole learning experience. Definitely. Cause I mean, I, there's times where, you know, you read somebody in the moment and you're like, sure, let's go for it. And then afterward yeah. you're like, well, you know, that wasn't bad, but I don't know if I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where you're just like, this is not great. I mean, yeah. it'll be a fun story later on, but yeah. like. Well, and sometimes it, it's really hard to tell like two people or multiple people like your sexual chemistry before yeah. actually having sex too. <laughs> this is very true. Yeah, definitely a challenge. <laughs> I wanted to ask, so are you guys out to anybody in your community or your family or friends? So my two, so my boyfriend actually asked that I I'm not tell anybody that I'm specifically with him. He and his wife still get like support from her family and they would be completely like disowned if her family knew anything. So we have to be really quiet. Even if he and I were to go like out in public, like we kind of have to not act like boyfriend, girlfriend, which is a weird thing but like I get it so I came came out to my two closest friends that I've been friends one since like kindergarten and the other since freshman year in high school and they were just like we're not surprised you're weird like that was their reaction and I was like don't think it's weird but okay like and they've been super like accepting about it I I did come out I I have a brother that I came out to and he just is like he seems cool with it um I tried coming out to my parents um, just because I didn't want to feel like I was living a lie with like the closest people in my, in my life. Yeah. And it didn't go so well. Um, basically it became a don't ask, don't tell situation. Okay. Uh, and my mom Which is still the case. It's still the case. Yeah. She does. She doesn't acknowledge it. Um, and she just said, I feel sorry for you. Like somehow it was all Buck's fault. But like, he's the only one that wanted to sleep with other people. And I'm like, no, I'm actually really happy. And like, you know, I just don't want to lie to you. I want to be honest about my life. And she just somehow like, I'm not enough for him. And well, yeah, you know, something silly. That was always (laughs) the same with 
your your parents. Well, uh, that's a different dynamic. That's a whole different conversation. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all I'm all to blame for all that is Sarah now because I'm the first person that you know when I met her in college, she wasn't happy. She wasn't doing well in school, and she was miserable yeah. in her degree. And I'm like, well, what? The, why are you doing it? If you don't want to be a teacher, don't be a teacher. And so I think I was the first person really yeah. to support her for being her. All the changes that happened after she met me and Sarah <laughs> kind of coming out of her shell and getting tattooed and, <laughs> and just uh, kind of being a little bit of a wild child there. Um, I got the blame for it. So yeah, it's all, all your fault, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's true. He held the needle to my skin. Yeah, that's just right. what it is. <laughs> so for me, I haven't really come out to anyone. Um, I've told a couple of friends that like we're swingers, you know, and that when we were swingers. Uh, right well yeah i haven't had the conversation with the poly and no one really knows that i have a boyfriend or that i'm bisexual and my theory behind it was it's really none of their business (laughs) and um i don't talk to them about like sex with sarah right i've never been in a locker room where guys talk about sex on a regular basis or or like what's going on with your relationships i don't talk about my you know monogamous relationship with my friends so why the hell would I talk to them about, or why would they be interested in the other stuff? You know, if they asked me about it, I would tell them, but like... That's, I mean, I've never really thought about it. Like, that's not like you go around bragging, like, oh, I banged my wife so hard last night. Like, <laughs> right. It's just not something you're typically doing no. on a, any given day, so... And that, that's what I kind of tell Finn sometimes, you know, if someone asked, would ask me straight up, I would not lie. I would tell them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm not necessarily going to go out of my way to tell certain people. Yeah, I mean, it's like I don't announce like I'm an ultra runner or I'm a, you know, vegan or I'm a this or I'm a that. Yeah, so there's no there's no reason to, you know, trumpet your entire sexual history or what you're into. So that's just my theory. And that's why I like but she was very much like felt like she was hiding and I don't feel like I'm hiding. I don't care if I'm out in public. Like I don't avoid going out in public with my boyfriend and I don't care if she avoid goes out in public with hers. If they run into someone we know, great. I'm not trying to hide. I just don't care. So. Right. That's, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Attitude. No, I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. How, how did you guys, when, when you guys started getting into this, was there a, a lot of discussion around the safety aspect and the health aspect of it? Very much. Yes. Yeah. I was kind of like, I am clean. I would love to stay that way. Um, and we have. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we've ha- we have. Um, but yeah, I, and even to this day, I'm like, bring condoms. Like, you don't know if you're going to meet somebody. Like, bring condoms. We went to, when we went on vacation, I'm like, bring condoms. Yeah, or like, <laughs> yeah, I just did a race, you know, the, the race I went to in the hotel. She's like, bring condoms. I'm like, I'm not going to sleep with anyone. She's like, bring condoms. You know, like, okay. <laughs> I think if, if I ran 50 miles, I wouldn't be having sex with anyone for like a month and a half while I recovered. <laughs> so, we, um, no, I'm always very, very, very careful. And then I still get tested. We do get tested. Yeah. I still get tested every year. Yeah. So I get tested every year. I get tested like every, like probably twice a year. Just Well, you just sleep with more people than I do. That's all. I do just sleep with more people than you do. <laughs> So, you know, that's, you know, just for the safety aspect and making sure we're not bringing anything home. Right. So, and then it's like, you know, when you sleep with someone else, you're not just sleeping with them. You're sleeping with everyone that you, that they've slept with and everyone (laughs) they've slept with. So if you really do like the spider web of people we've had sex with, like, you know, it it gets pretty tangled. So, 
particularly when her partner is, you know, because my partner wasn't doing anything else, but her partner's wife was. Yeah, in the beginning, so, she was still seeing other people. She was still people, seeing yeah. other people. So it really no, could no, get no. complicated there. Yeah. How do you, um, when you meet new people, do you bring up that that conversation at all with them? Oh, the, the safe sex? Yeah. Or the, yes. Um, yeah, we always have the conversation safe sex. Like, we won't. We won't go into it if we we aren't going to have like a safe interaction with that person. I was curious too. I mean, it sounds like a lot of the guys that you're finding, Buck, are on are 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 they mostly in the gay community, or are they are there other bisexual men? They I would say it's a mix. Sure. You know, yeah, I'd say it's fifty fifty. Yeah. You know, but I haven't really, my, you know, I haven't really slept with that many people since my having a, my other committed relationship. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. So do you, did you guys have any, how have you guys met people then? Is it mostly on websites? Obviously it wasn't oh, going to close. Yeah, for us it was all different sites. Um, because the club scene didn't seem like an option and uh, we didn't know anybody already in the community. So we're like, well, house parties are definitely out then. Um, well, we tried, yeah, we tried so talking we, to a group of people online. Oh, that was such a bad idea. <laughs> that really was a bad idea. Oh, but. that was such a bad idea. They were like, there was a kick group. <laughs> oh, there boy. Was, yeah. And yeah. so we found that, so I don't know who found them. You found them. I found, oh, God. No. Okay, that was my bad then. Um, they were super nice and welcoming at first, like, but they were into some really kinky stuff. And at that time... And they had, like, house parties and stuff. Yeah. And they're like, don't go in the basement. And we're like, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they, it, it, just the photos that they would post alone were very intimidating. Because they were just so out there. Like, if you Googled, like, hardcore, like, rough set... Like, I don't even know. Like, triple, like, hardcore words... Like, stack three of them on top of each other, and then that's what we were getting in the group. And we were like, maybe this isn't for us. Like, right, yeah, not, actually... the, not that there's anything wrong with it, just it was... No, no, no. I, I mean, if, if Bucky us. doesn't like seeing you tied up, he probably doesn't want to see the stuff that they were going to do to you. It doesn't bother me tied up. It just, I'll tie her up. It just doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll do whatever the hell she wants. It just doesn't do anything. <laughs> did, did you guys ever meet those people or did you just talk with them on kick? No, yeah, we talked to them and they we were having a house them, party yeah. that we almost went to. And then we're like, we talked ourselves out of it. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Just because we just, we felt it was just like really too, we weren't there yet. <laughs> no. And it would have been our first experience too. And we were kind of like, well, what happens if we get there? Like, are we going to feel pressured to play and we don't want to yet? And we haven't connected one-on-one -on -one to any of the couples because it's just this big group text. And they all know each other. So they're yeah. having all these, like, inside jokes, and we're like, we don't get them. Yeah, it's just kind of awkward. Yeah. So it was kind of like maybe if we had met you outside of this, it right. could have. But because that was our only experience, it just was not – it sounds like intimidating for the first experience. Yeah. Very much, yeah. Now and so like, this okay. was before you guys met anybody. This was before you yeah. had done any swinging or anything like that. Right. I think yeah. it was in the middle. No, I was in the middle of the swinging. Was it? Yeah. I don't even remember. That was a long time ago. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, you know, some of the couples we, yeah, the swinger couples we know, they, um, you know, because we're still friends with, with two of them. Yeah. Yeah, they, one of them goes to some group thing, you know, uh, you know, some community thing that they go to. Um, and then the other one does like some camping. 
Yeah. Like there's like the nudist camping kind no, of. It's okay. actually not premiere, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they, they do that. No, that works. Oh, in addition to the online stuff. So yeah. there is other avenues that there you know, is. we just never really explored because we kind of really got out of the swinger thing and because we both kind of landed in other relationships fairly close to each other, we never really also explored we never really dove into anything in the poly community. You know, I don't even know if there's websites or there anything. There is. There is. There is a small community. Um, there's a Facebook page um, <laughs> that, that I've looked at, uh, and they seem nice. Uh, the, and, the other thing, um, and that's for, that, for, poly, for the poly world? Yeah. 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 Uh, for the poly world. Um, the other thing is, too, that um, a lot of people – like Polly is gaining more, and it's just like being non-monogamous in any form is is gaining more traction. People are trying it out, um, but a lot of people associate being polyamorous with being in a triad. So having a, a relationship with three people, yeah, just the three people, and I'm like that wouldn't work for our dynamic. No, no, no. We we're our setups more like we kind of have so, separate lives, <laughs> like a little bit. Oh, really? I, I mean, I feel like I do. I feel like I have you know my yeah. time with my boyfriend, and then I have the at home time, which is my primary, and you have your time with your boyfriend. Yeah. So I mean, we we I mean they know each other and they've talked, but we never like we never hang out all of us, or sure. you know we're not, we never really. Sarah and I are usually going yeah going to their respective houses. Right. We're not. They're not coming to ours. Right. Um, yeah. So, but as I was saying, the, the, with the poly, uh, site for, for Maine, there's one, <laughs> literally one, but it, it is a lot of, uh, like either triad type, um, information or, or people in triads or, um, unicorn hunters. They're out there, even in the poly world, a lot of polycules that include like seven or eight people. And that all want to cohabitate. And I'm like, again, fantastic that that works for you. That just doesn't work for me, like for my lifestyle. Yeah, it it might. I mean, we've talked (laughs) about, you know, having. It would have to be. It would be different. It wouldn't work with the people we're with now. Right. It wouldn't work with the people we're with now. But it wouldn't be out of the. I wouldn't exclude that possibility if it were the right person or people. Right. Yeah. So out of curiosity, where do you guys think the journey is going to take you guys? Or do you have any type of, here's what I see in five years. What's my, my five-year poly plan? I don't know. I kind of take it, you know, a month at a time. Currently, my boyfriend and his wife had a pretty big shift in their home life mm-hmm. uh, with, a, with new job and, and stuff. So I kind of am in like a... You guys figure that stuff out. I'm going to just be over here chilling out. Let me know when you have time, you know, and letting them. So yeah. I, it could just not work because of that. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of in a gray area right now. And I'm just open to, I think that's the other thing with it becoming non-monogamous. You have to be okay with change. Yeah. Like you have like, yeah. like, cause you just don't know. And that's the thing I'm working on right now is letting, like being able to let go a little more. With, like, not trying to, like, be like, oh, God, like, I want to text him, but they're having a serious thing, and, like, I need to just chill and trust that everything's okay, you know, but you still have those nerves, um... We're trying to just kind of, like, chill out about it. You've been practicing conversion a lot. I have been practicing conversion. I'm like, be one, like, good, they're happy, (laughs) I'm happy for them, like, it's great. But again, like, I'm not... Honestly, I wouldn't be opposed to taking another partner if that ever happened. I just 
at this particular junction because of how our schedule is. I don't I have the time. Yeah, it's it's really that's probably the biggest struggle with everything. Yeah, you time know, is the time. time. Yeah. And that, I think that's one of the biggest differences between, you know, maybe swinging and poly is like oh, with swinging, you're not really emotionally invested or connected to the people well, you fully. You're, you're not responsible. You, you don't have no. a responsibility to the relationship. I suppose it depends on how close you get to the people that you're swinging with. Like there are some people that do. There's great. There's a line, <laughs> whatever. But, you know, when you're when we're in our committed relationship. Well, committed romantic relationships would be. You know, so we have like our kind of our responsibilities with our other partners and and then, you know, our primary responsibilities at home. So we just run out of time really, uh, really fast. True. <laughs> yeah. Right. True. That's probably the biggest challenge now is just time. Time management. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and taking, yeah, taking time to foster your relationship too. Like you, that's oh, sure. key as well. Third, we yeah. do, we, we do pretty well, especially with his mom taking the girls. And like, like I said, we do, we make sure we do a vacation a year. That's just us doing something we both love doing. Yeah. We've definitely become more efficient communicators. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. That is a big thing. Especially even through texting now too. Like we do a lot of like, like I hate saying that, but we do have a lot of conversations like through text cause it's just easier. And we're pretty conscious of you know, making sure we have time for us without the kids, without that, you know, making sure we have time to focus on ours. Yeah. And then still making time for all four of us. Too. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> so. so there's that too. Um, yeah. It's yeah. all balance, huh? It's, it is. It's the biggest struggle. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But honestly, I don't, I guess it's not too much different than like when we were swinging because I was trying to balance finding time to be with these other couples and it, and then you make this time and then they don't show up and it's just, <laughs> that that comes with its own struggles as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a shot at your, your ego and your self-confidence when you get stood up by somebody. You're like, oh, was it me? Was it her? What, who? We got stood up once. Oh, man. Only once? <laughs> Yeah, no, once I, really. I was like, the one, yeah. the one time I'm thinking of is that we. That one pissed really, me off so bad. Really quickly, but we were we were at the restaurant. They told us they were on our way. We were at the bar, and they said, "Okay, go ahead and get a table. We're almost there." So we got not a- just a restaurant, some shitty chain restaurant. Oh, yeah. And I'm not. I'm not, I'm going to be a snob here because we. <laughs> it wasn't somewhere we would eat. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, we got a table, and then about. Five minutes later, I think we got a table and we got an appetizer, and then they said, "Oh, never mind, we're not coming." Oh no! That's I was horrible. Like, so we ended up having to eat at this restaurant that we didn't want to eat at. <laughs> oh, that's so hard. See, we always—I'm vegan, so like I always get to pick the restaurant because <laughs> I'm like, I usually places are really limited, but like, damn, that was yeah, that's rough. Yeah. And then they tried to message us a couple weeks later and ask if we wanted to hang out. No. No. <laughs> no. no. Sorry, you lost your I said, your yeah, chance. sure, meet us at a restaurant. We'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> we got spit up so many times. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so so have we. Yeah. yeah. That's just, that just is the one that sticks in my memory the most. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually don't understand it fully. If you're, like, not invested, you're like, why make the plan? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's people trolling or making game, you know, playing yeah. a game. Yeah. I understand if like someone, if you, someone gets sick or your kid gets sick or something exactly. like that, and like, and, and they give you a little bit of notice, and it, and it's and it seems legitimate like that because yeah. th- that's happened to us too. Like, there's mm-hmm. been times where one of oh, us yeah. has gotten sick. That's okay, but when you just ghost people, it's just like, why? 
Why? Yeah, it doesn't. I don't get it. I don't understand the ghosting thing. I really don't. Yeah, it's happened to me so many times. Like it doesn't. Like I don't. I, I don't suffer a blow is. of ego anymore because I just. <laughs> it's happened so many times. I'm just desensitized to it. Well, and I think part of it is like because non-monogamy or being non-monogamous isn't mainstream because it's still very much against the social norm. I think people get really close to that, the fantasy of it happening yeah. and then it becoming a reality and they get nervous or they're like, get in their head about like, oh, what if it's not as good as my fantasy? And yeah, I think they maybe psych themselves out too. I don't, yeah. I don't know. If I'm getting no, I think that's definitely, I think that's a really good point. Cause I'm sure that happens. Yeah. Yeah. One of my biggest personal struggles was realizing that just because someone wants to have sex with you does not mean they want to be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> of a mind fuck in a way like yeah. <laughs> like oh okay I guess you like me enough to have sex with me but you don't really want to be friends with me okay <laughs> right and, and I'm like a social person and I'm still trying to like find my tribe that like of people that just get me and um and it's just like you're always like yeah. oh well we had sex that means like we can be friends right no <laughs> it's not me bad <laughs> Uh. I mean, maybe that was worth it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I had a question, though, for Sarah, bef yeah. before we wrap things up here. Uh, you had mentioned that the couple that you talked to for two months, it made things really easy for you because you started to find that connection. Right. But it wasn't necessarily a romantic connection. Correct. So... I guess the, di the difference for you, whether it's a long-term friends with benefits versus a poly romantic love connection, is there, a, I guess, the, the line for you? How does that work? So I guess I just leave myself open to the possibility of what's going to happen. Okay. So like I don't – like when you get married, for example, and you're in a traditional monogamous relationship, you like shut that part of you down, right? You're like, okay. Like, I'm no longer allowed to make that type of connection. So I don't. And so basically all I did was just bring that, like, shade up or open that door where I'm like, I'm able to, like, care for multiple people. So why wouldn't loving multiple people be an option as well? Or being in love with, like, in romantic love with people. Why isn't that an option? So I kind of just let it grow and like look, like explored that instead of just instantly shutting it down mm -hmm. and it just that's how it evolved with that couple um i would say that having done more research and stuff because i still avidly read anything i can get my hands on about polyamory and stuff or in and sexuality in general i just find it really interesting um and i would say that i'm more on like somewhere in the realm of demisexual where like for me to fully enjoy like a sexual experience, I need to be connected to that person in some way. Like a full demisexual person would like need to have, foster like a, an emotional connection, typically meaning like a romantic emotional connection to really yeah. be into sex. Um, where I, I don't think I'm fully there, but I feel like I'm somewhere on that spectrum. Yeah. No. And so a long a long term friend with benefits could fall on that spectrum for you of like For me it could, yeah. It just the way it happened 
I, I, it, I got romantically attached. <laughs> I think her line is more like, is she seen as a sex object oh, I hate that. or is she seen as a person? Yeah. yeah that's what I've seen. Like if, if she is reduced to just like a sex object, a sex I get object, very turned off. And, very I get quickly. very turned off. And that's kind of, even that couple that we are kind of like, yeah, we are friends with and we're still friends with or whatever, you know, as soon as like sex was off the table, we haven't really seen them. Like yeah, we're, no. we're, you know, online friends, but we haven't actually get together and like the effort really stopped. So, yeah. so that energy was still there for her. Right. So I think that's why that first couple didn't really connect because she was still, yeah. you know, the, the guy in that relationship was mm. still all about the sex. Yeah. My um, vagina was off the table and he was like, adios. Right. Like, so yeah. I think that's the line, you know, the, okay. the the line drawn in the sand for hers. That's, yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's finding somebody that's willing to be your friend even on the days when you can't or won't or don't want to have sex with them. Yeah, because uh, for me, I'm more than just a sexual being. And, like, it's cool if you just want sex. You go do you. But, like, that's just not what I'm looking for. Right. Yeah. And we, you, you know, know? Part, part of this was easy for us because we, you know, even before we had ever talked about sleeping with everything, she would have, like, guy friends yeah. or mm-hmm. or I would have girlfriend, you know, girls that were friends. Well, and, here's the thing. Like, and I was just yeah. like, go out to the movies with them. And all our friends were like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you're not jealous. I'm like, why would I be jealous? She's going to the movies. <laughs> like, yeah, well, like, the thing is, like, I'm into nerd stuff. Right. I like going to cons. I like dressing up. I went in full Deadpool gear to Deadpool 2. Like, right. <laughs> that's, that's my awesome. level of geekness. So, like, typically people, and not always, there are some women that are super geeky like that, too. Most of them are guys. Right. I, all the guys I've game with online, they're all guys. You've had a female running partner for a, for a while. Right. So we just let each other do that part even way before. So I think that we already had experience in dealing with like those kind of jealousy things. And then, okay. and, but all of those guys, every single one of them turned her into this sex object. They yeah. all wanted more. Yeah. Yeah. And it ultimately hurt the relationship and really bothered her. So that's the other part of this swinging or poly community. It does not mean you want to actually have sex with everyone that you meet. Right. And that's, for example, you have people in the poly community who are asexual. So they just want that emotional connection and it might just be cuddling. That's what they're looking for, like an emotional and a cuddling type thing. It doesn't mean that you're, you know, and... Like, that works for them. Fantastic. I think the other thing, too, and I think this has helped a lot with, like, our, like, because compersion doesn't come easy to everybody. Right. But for me, I never wanted him to, like, like, too many couples in my life have been married for, like, 20 or 30 years, and they end up resenting each other. And there's this, like, quiet resentment, and not necessarily vocal, and they don't necessarily get divorced. But because this partner stopped them from doing this thing or, you know, this person did this thing and they weren't able to fully like be themselves or do what they want in life. They carry this around. And I never wanted that for us. Like I never wanted to be that couple that 30 years down the road. He's like, like carrying this resentment because he didn't get to run a race or he didn't get to like, I really wanted to try sleeping with a guy or whatever. Like I wanted to go back to school, whatever the case may be. Like I didn't want that. So I just want him to live his life and be happy. And if he comes home to me as like his safe space, that's even better. You know, and that's kind of how it boiled down for us. Yeah. 
I think that's awesome. That's that's really cool. <laughs> I think I think a lot of people could learn from that that you don't have to do everything with your partner. And you don't have to have all of the same interests to be compatible. You'll still listen to her talk about the things she likes. It's not like you're not a part of it. It's just you don't necessarily have to go every single time. Right. For me, it's either with Sarah or my other partner. I just want them to be like the happiest they feel they can be in their life. And as long as I am part of that happiness, then I, I want to be. But if... For some reason, you feel you need to run away or whatever, you know, then, yeah. and to make you happy, as long as you're happy, then it's okay. You know, I just want you to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that concept really draws people closer to you. Oh, it does. Because they're pushing so them away. supportive. And yeah. to feel that level of support and like openness from somebody, there's just, there's nothing better. Like, it's just, it's amazing. Well, there's no reason not to stay with the people at that point, you know, because there's no <laughs> resentment building up. There's, there's nothing holding you back. Do whatever you want, you know? Yeah. So, right. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I think that's really enlightening and yeah, no, probably a, a perfect place to end and maybe ask if you guys have any resources? It sounds like you both did immense amounts of research. Maybe if you could pick your top one or two favorite resources you found along the way. So for me, there is a fabulous podcast, uh, Poly Weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have a website that's a great resource. Um, More Than Two um, is a book and also a website uh, with tons and tons of information, especially if you have like that's where he found a lot of information on like a monogamous person within a poly relationship and like the different, all the different dynamics that like you might find and the ethical slut it's been mentioned before on this podcast. It is, it's a great read. It's good. And it pertains to like so many different aspects of non-monogamy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So no, that's great. Okay. Perfect. I might have to look up and research the website I found that I really liked. I just don't remember the name of it. And it explained more than two. Oh, was it more than two? It was more than two. Yep. 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 And there's also some really fantastic, if you're looking for polyamory exclusively, um, if you just Google like Ted talks, polyamory on YouTube, there are like so many different videos that are all really, really fabulous. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's. Well, a great we'll link to every single one of them in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. A It'll really be long. the longest show notes we've ever had. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it, and I, we both appreciate it, and thank you for reaching out and not being afraid to to be a part of it. It's it's super awesome, and it's. Yeah. No, it's been great talking to you guys, and I'm excited that you're willing to share your story and get you know another dynamic out there. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you guys have a wonderful evening, and we will keep in touch, and maybe we'll get an update in a year or two and see where things are at. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) All right, right, guys. Well, have a great night, and good luck on your run this weekend. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, I don't know about you, but I have to pee really bad right now. You always have to pee. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm not surprised. I've missed out on a few uh, beginnings of orgies because I was peeing. That is true. Anyway, (laughs) thanks for listening to the episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it and you ladies enjoyed it. Um, Again, as we mentioned, next week we've got Spiritual Swingers, Adam and Eve. Super excited to be bringing you that. 
they reached out or they responded to us early on and left us and gave us a lot of really good feedback on yeah, some very beta testing. So we're happy to be supporting them and happy to have them on the show. So we're really excited for that. And in the meantime, have a good week. Yeah. Have a great week, everyone.